0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's episode is another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. If you've got a question you think is gonna be a broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question is a frequent audience question. Rather than attribute it to any one listener, I'm going to answer it broadly. Today's question is whether it's easier to raise equity or debt. Frankly, it's a great question. It's a question where the answer is highly situation dependent. I've experienced situations where raising money has been easy and other times where it's been very time consuming and in other cases impossible. The main issue is whether the venture is going to be appealing to the sources of debt or the sources of equity financing that you're talking to. It's easy when you get a quick yes. It's hard when you get a lot of no's. It means that you need to figure out the reason why you're being declined. Are you talking to the wrong people, or is there something fundamentally wrong with your offer? I strongly believe that if you have a compelling opportunity, your job is to find the money, and most importantly, make sure that you create that perfect fit between the goals for the money and the goals for your project. If you don't have that perfect alignment, then raising the money is gonna be extremely difficult. For example, sometimes, you need to match the type of money to the phase of the project. The cheapest money for permanent financing will almost always be bank debt. The risk premium attached to that debt is a function of risk. If you're undertaking a new construction project, the bank is gonna attach a risk premium compared with a fully leased up and stabilized property. You might be better off working with a lender who specializes in construction financing. You're gonna pay more for that money in the short term But once the project is leased up and stabilized with an income history, you can then refinance and get the very low-cost permanent financing on a 25-year, 35-year, or perhaps even 40-year term. But you may not qualify for that financing during the construction phase. If, on the other hand, you look for a conventional lender to fund both the construction and the permanent financing, you're going to pay a premium because of the added risk and that higher risk premium might carry forward for the life of the project. Going with a bank, you'll pay less during the construction phase compared with a construction lender, but you'll spend considerably more over the entire life cycle of the project. We did a project last year where we knew the conventional banks would have a hard time approving the loan. It involved new construction, there was a ground lease involved, and the project had no income history. So we made the decision to raise the money from private investors. We structured the investment as a convertible note. The investment has the qualities of a loan at the start of a project, And then transitions to an equity investment. By showing the investors they would get their funds repaid early in the project, we can reduce the risk for the investors. Once that risk has gone to zero, the investors are transitioned from being lenders to equity investors, where they have no downside and only upside. I call that asymmetric risk. Once the project achieves its occupancy threshold, we may even refinance a portion of the convertible debt with bank financing to accelerate the repayment of capital to investors further reducing their risk. Sometimes, packaging the investment to have the best possible characteristics during each phase of the project can make the difference between difficult and easy. Sometimes, you might find that you need additional balance sheet strength in order to get a large loan. In that case, you may need to bring a partner into the project with a very strong balance sheet, meaning a high net worth, in order to co-sign on that loan. In that case, you're going to be giving up some equity shares in order to secure the debt. That's different than raising equity money in exchange for equity shares. It's a fallacy to think that a project is hard to finance, assuming you haven't made any major mistakes that would make the project broadly unattractive. If a large established developer could do it easily, then so could you. The only difference between them and you is that they've established better relationships than you might have. They may have more financial capital, but they also have greater relationship capital. It's the relationship capital that is the value of their relationships. If an established developer were to lose all their money, it wouldn't take very long for them to make a substantial amount of it back. and The reason for that is the value of their relationships. If you're like many, you've experienced some success in raising money. Perhaps you've got some very effective relationships, but you might have exhausted the capacity of your existing ecosystem so you may need to expand your network of relationships. That means getting out and building relationships that you're going to need not next week but in six to twelve months or beyond. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.